0: To the deep dive, guys. This is AFL Deep Dive. I am Trend. I'm here with my old mate, Mr. Smith. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing very well. This is our Beyond the Game AFL Deep Dive hybrid episode that we're doing in the off season. So, we're going to continue rolling on with our season 2018 reviews. Yep, interesting ones tonight. We're going to start with the uh, ever exciting Gold Coast Suns.
1: We're at the three G's. The 3G, I know everyone's moving on to 4 and potentially 5, but we're at 3G today.
0: I almost almost want to do Gold Coast first just to get it out of the way, but technically we'll do do Geelong, so we'll do Geelong, and then we're going to do the Gold Coast, and then we're going to do the Giants as well. So they're the next three teams. The idea is, each episode we've been doing three teams at a time, just because it's too hard if you're doing, we can't do obviously 18, we'll be sitting here until... We
1: tried doing... uh, yeah. What, well, eight Six, of, we did six last year. It was, it was too hectic. At the start of the year, and it just took forever. Nobody wants to sit and no. watch us. We'd have to, have to do to it, it in the bathroom
0: hours, so we had access to a, to a toilet. But yeah. ultimately, that, that's where we're at. So, three, we're going to do a bit of news so that actually, interestingly, today, news with the Giants with Toby Green. Uh, And then also news, yeah, exactly. And then also news with um, Geelong too, with with Menzel. So we'll we'll probably won't do any news, I guess, to start with. Not much has happened. Players have kind of kept away from rack, as far as we know. So it's been another week where no photos have come out. No
1: photos, no
0: um, random accidents.
1: Uh, no. So far So far no. Don't touch change, any wood No rule changes no. from the AFL Just no. randomly Well there is but We just don't know no, not What yet. it'll look like And yet, no players just deciding to go From one club to the other Like they do in the <coughs> NBA
0: No not that sort of stuff So we're, we'll start off Well let's get straight into it So we'll start off with the Giants So if you want to hear us talk I guess I've said this in the last episode But a bit of recap If you do want to hear us talk A bit about the trade period We covered that pretty heavily yeah, Heavily so, yeah this just go is going back to be to some of the episodes. Yeah, so this this is going to be much more about looking back on the season overall. So we, we will, you know, we'll talk a little bit in these discussions about trade, but it's going to be primarily kind of looking back on the season and just having a chat about how it went, yeah. where it went, that what sort the of expectations stuff. were
1: overall from the football community. Yeah, about okay, what. Well, what was the expectation on this club? What actually happened throughout the year? And yeah. what was the end result? Was it a good year, bad year, indifferent year?
0: And all that type of and stuff. And kind of looking as well back at where we rated them at the start of the year too. Yeah. So, all right. So let's start with the... Yeah, let's go straight to the Catters. So Cats finished eighth. Um, pretty healthy percentage. 131. Just made it into the eight, really. They made it into the eight because they had those two massive wins in the back end of the Big year at Geelong. Boost, yeah. um, so Gold Coast and Frio. So they ended up... Finishing with thirteen and nine and no draws, so cats for me. Like well, we'll get into it, but ultimately to finish a position lower than they did the year before when they've brought Ablett in, has to be looked as a failure. You would, this, yeah. this hasn't worked.
1: No, like just purely mathematical. No, that's what it is. It's it's a fail, and the fact that they didn't go past the first round of
0: finals as well, again. And that's, yeah. the, that's the big problem is it's again another season where Geelong come in and they fall apart at the back end. Back end. Is, is, is it a physical thing? I mean, the big thing for me with Geelong, they had injuries, obviously. Radaglia was, was not ideal to lose him. He was really exciting. Mental, after um, he had a really good start to the year. Yeah, well, the injection, everything that happened with him, that's true. But I mean, ultimately with Geelong, they never ever really looked like they figured out where everybody needs to be. Carrie no. like Taylor kept being moved around, like nothing ever quite. There were so many different players that looked out of position. Yeah, the big three, they didn't know how to play them, whether all together in the middle
1: or yeah. sort of a combination here and there. And ultimately, they dominated the teams that were lower than them quality-wise yeah. and struggled against any quality opposition right throughout the year. They had some wins, but if you have a look at who they beat, um, it wasn't... yeah. West Coast and you. No, Mons they struggled against Maryland, the top, top to team, but and then when they played, yeah, yeah, your Bris, not your Brisbane's but your Carls and your Gold Coast and stuff like that. They took them to the to the sword. They yes. they still know how to, like when the foot is on the throat, like really squeeze. But other than that, yeah, it was, it, for me, it was just great because I thought they were going to be a, a much bigger um, team during finals, yeah, um, than they were.
0: Well, yeah, and the Tim Kelly thing's interesting. So we'll we'll talk about that, too. I mean, the reality is, obviously now, Tim Kelly, you know, we we know now, obviously, he wanted to get out, couldn't get a a home in WA. Had he nominated Fremantle, I think he definitely would have got there. That's a whole other story. Mm. We'll talk, We can. you know, we sort of went into that last week as well with Freo, and we did obviously heavily in the trade period episode. But ultimately, I mean, yeah. It, it, they never got their synergy quite right, and and Geelong is such a strange team because they've got such they're so top heavy. But then, who is that next year coming up? It's the same thing we've been saying for the last really a few years now, probably three or four years. Yeah. yeah, and and they've now traded a whole bunch of these players. You know, your Hall and Smiths, a bunch of these guys right are gone. On. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of these guys are at other teams. So I just don't have the time. Con- mean, we'll we'll get into season preview stuff this is more review stuff preview will start doing kind of in January and February leading into the season but right now I don't have much confidence in them for next year no it doesn't look like what they've done this year is any evolution of previous years
1: and where the growth's coming from I'm I'm agreeing so I don't see this team evolving into the Geelongs of the late '09s and 10s and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah it could be a bit of a rebuild I can't see them bottoming right out Scotty probably needs to start looking at different game plans. Who knows But yeah. yeah, look, it's very interesting. There
0: wasn't well, they've a lot recommitted committed to him. I mean, he's either right man going forward. Who knows? Yeah, I think the flag buys you a lot of time, and we're do. still in that time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Are we? I don't know. And playing finals, I mean, if you're making finals year in year out, yeah, that buys you a little bit more time as well. But ultimately, just though, just and. The board still has to be confident in the coach, so they are, I guess, who knows, but if they don't see big in-steps over the next two or three years, you would think his position at the helm may be question. It's not, I mean, I know we refer to Clarko a bit, but that's because he's like the go-to. Oh, he's the icon coach yeah, who's playing he, now. I uh, mean, coach Hawthorne yeah. haven't done much for a few years, but <clears throat> a, a 3 P buys you a shitload of time. Yeah, of it's course. that's like, Well, that's, yeah, that's, look, that's, look, that's yeah. a
0: very big difference, yeah. You can't put him in that sort of a mould. No, but, so
1: that's why he continues to get that leeway, I guess, yeah. in comparison. doesn't have the same pressure. Oh, really. well,
0: yeah, you can't. If he's in a different category. It's like Popovich and the NBA. It's totally yeah, exactly thing. right. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately with Geelong, I mean, I, I never felt they quite got that synergy right. I mean, they, you know, they capitalised on a few teams that are mentally weak. So they beat Melbourne both times. They beat them at the G when, well, that, they never should have won that game. Max Gorn missed a, a goal straight in front. Mm. And then there was that ridiculous game, actually, at your birthday we saw at the Fox. From the, when the was was 36
1: points down or something. Incredible last quarter and
0: until he got a goal after the siren. And then well, yeah, Harry Taylor the really should have got that shot after the siren against the Bulldogs as well. Bulldogs were lucky to get that one. So, I mean, yeah, look, they were very close on the line a lot of the time, but that doesn't do you well in finals. Like, you don't... No. Have, fi- great teams don't... They dominate teams throughout the year, all sorts of different teams. And they, they they just didn't do that throughout the year. And the other
1: question, Mark, and I know for membership and the fact that they're in Geelong, they want X amount of games at uh, GMHBA. But now with the way that the AFL structure finals, they never guarantee, really guaranteed a home final. So... Maybe they need to start thinking about playing more games back at the MCG so they get used to playing at the MCG. It's such a different structure and whatnot. So, I mean, what's the point? You win all these home games, but then you play your home finals at the MCG and you've played half a dozen games there. I know it's like being an interstate team.
0: No, exactly. You're right, but they use it as an. They play so much of it because they use it as an argument to play. They want finals down in Geelong. They if they they want ideally to get to finals and play games down there. I know that, and that was and the whole idea with the and that's expansion. That's all good. That's all good and well. If <clears throat> Geelong is the only Victorian club,
1: and the rest of the finals is made up by interstate, they'll get that final. But if they play, if Hawthorne, Richmond, Essendon, Collingwood, uh, Melbourne, are your other big Melbourne teams. And at the moment, they're looking like well, Carlton's
0: playing down there this year.
1: Yeah, Coming. but finals, Carlton. If they make finals, that's another. Big. No, no, I'm not but saying. But yeah, <laughs> then AFL are not going to even if Geelong play higher, they're going to say you have to play your home final at the MCG for crowd. Yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah, don't ever see
0: that happening. The ground's just too small. I know they've expanded it. It's short of forty thousand. It's just it's, not going to happen. Yeah,
1: and me. as soon as that happens. That'll be the premise
0: for interstate. If it's finals. an interstate, yeah, I think if yeah. like let's say they played Fremantle or something, I could definitely see that oh, them, them allowing it down there. But if it's going to be a Victorian club, if it's Collingwood or it Richmond or something like that, there's no yeah, way that's well, going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's that's too much, much money, money. So I
1: think they need to just readjust their scope during the home and away to probably allow for an extra one or two games at MCG yeah. just to get these because they're going to have to rebuild. They're going to have to have these younger players there. They need that exposure on the MCG, or, or, in my personal opinion, if they're thinking of uh, going deep into the finals.
0: So, yeah, we, we've discussed the game plan a little bit. We've discussed the lack of synergy in terms of where people go and, and role players and stuff. But, I mean, breaking it down, I, I actually thought, so from an offensive perspective to start, I actually thought Hawkins, interestingly, had one of his better seasons. He kicked yeah. 60 for the year, so he was third on the Coleman. He, he had a pretty good year. I thought he was excellent this year. Yeah, and his uh, defensive... Ability application
1: age. in the Ford 50, I think, has improved immensely.
0: First time I've seen him looked that healthy. I actually think he was moving really well this year. I think looked he looked a bit looked true, really two good. maybe a bit two lighter. or three
1: kilos lighter as well. So he's moving a bit better.
0: We went to see the Easter Monday game, and we Ritual. saw yeah, and we saw Menzel. You know, just lighted up that day. He looked really damaging, and it, it made you think throughout the year. You know, this is such an obvious thing, but how much did they miss him? They never got that forward line set up really quite well. You know, Narkel, you know, obviously they, they missed Radical Air because he can hit the scoreboard as well. I think they ideally wanted to get Kelly up and about through. It just never quite worked. No. And the whole Dangerfield going forward tactic thing became really obvious and really a tactic that a lot of teams were A, prepared for, but B, would pretty much... They, the the team the teams were far wise wiser to it throughout... The season. Every time they would pull that move, players would just go, oh, okay, let's just set up for this. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And no, you're not going to have these games. I know the year prior, we saw Dangerfield kick, you know, five for his first game against Geelong, or six, was it? Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. In that first game where he just murdered Geelong, uh, Hawthorne, Hawthorne, sorry.
1: Yeah, kick five, six goals, five. five. Five, four, or something six, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. yeah, whatever it was, a lot. But I, I, then there was this whole thing of, oh, wow, is he going to be this kind of like, you know, Dusty type mid, they can go. Yeah, forward. Yeah, but goals. I I just find it because they use him so much in the center because they have to. So when they move him down forward, it, it it every time they're good teams. I mean, obviously bad teams don't don't know how to set up for it. But all the good sort of top ten odd teams, every time would know what was going on. It's a trick that's been played too many times. And I think you either need to play him forward or, or, or in the mid. I I know you can switch it a bit, but it, it became predictable for me.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think he. Doesn't come across as a natural forward, I think. He was going up against a Hawthorne side that was lacking experience in the back line. Let's take that out. So he was able to expose some lesser players. Yeah. But he's not like your Ablets or your um, Dusties who yeah. played a bit of forward during their juniors. So they understand the different lead patterns and stuff like that. So he probably only had one or two options and, and it was probably easy for a, a, a backman to pick it up so mm. but they'll put, I mean obviously one year with Abbott back it's not the Dolchams, they'll probably learn a lot from it and I would expect to see Danger play more in the midfield and probably see Abbott as a, a forward that rotates into the midfield when someone needs a chop out and just a break um, rather than having to go to the bench, they can just rest some of their mids.
0: Yeah, I mean, the criticism I thought of Ablett throughout the year was was pretty average. The reality is, he's mid 30s. He's not going to be the player that he was coming back to Geelong. I, I just don't understand why people can't grasp that. No. I mean, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you look at Federer now as an example. He's 37. He's in incredible form still, really, still won a slam this year. But the reality is, once you get to that age as an athlete you, you physically can't do the things that you used to do so I think people still expect Ablett to just completely turn dominate a whole get, game get 40 and like just absolutely murder like it's Which, just not it's, that's just not realistic funnily, funnily enough he did
1: on occasions have at times uh, he was very
0: very good yeah, yeah. and I, I
1: think and I think Geelong is still better for having him there
0: Put it this way, I don't mind the link up role that they use him for is that outside mid for those that's a, those swing style opposition that they do. Yep. I don't mind the way they use him for the switch, I actually don't mind that, but the big thing for me is they use him in that role a lot and at times if, if a team has a fair bit of pace, it it, Pick him out. it, it absolutely hurts. But then the other thing as well is it must be so tempting to play him 70% forward and 30% in that role. If they can find someone to assist in that role, Geelong are going to be a lot better off. Because he is a seriously good forward. And everybody has been saying for years that, oh, well, just like, you know, another goat in Lee Matthews, he'll go down forward and kick, you know, hundreds and hundreds of goals. and. I think that's a legitimate thing, but they, I, I, there's been a reluctance to do so for a long time and I, I, clearly, even though they've got really good percentage to long, there's a lot of teams they should have beat more in terms of the mid, mid-tier and obviously the top tier. So, I, I, I don't see why that's not an option. Especially no, I, now they've I, um, gotten rid of Menzel. Like, yeah, I wonder whether... I th- maybe, maybe that's maybe is, maybe that, the reason, Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that is... Free that, that space up for him. And maybe they pulled the court. And a or someone to be that young midfielder. That well, can, if they can get air and Kelly right, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. They actually have an all right list. But then, uh, we've, we've spoken a bit about the midfield, obviously. You know, Dangerfield didn't have the same sort of year, but he was still pretty good. He never quite got it up and going. But Selwood was, was fine. Nothing kind of amazing, but obviously for his standing Yeah, too. and he's... Aging yeah. as well, so you can't expect him to continue well, to, this drag is
1: the to drag the team over the line week they, in, week out, like he's had too many times. They
0: feel like a team, like, you know, there's a, there's a phrase in, in basketball about, like, blowing up a team. Like, when they get to a point where they can't really make a championship, so you basically just trade most of your pieces out. Well, I guess it's kind of like what Gio Best were doing to some degree, but kind of, you know, empty mm. house. I guess the thing for me with Geelong is, like, is this a team that is, is going to make finals? Unsure. Is this a team that's that's going to win the flag? No way. No. I, I, I don't see that at all. No. At all. I don't see the depth at all. Like, and that's the problem. They're exposed this year, big time. And they and they will next year too. Who's who's come in that's going to make a massive difference? That I, I just I'm not seeing it. So and then defensively, I thought you know Stewart was was great. I thought Stewart was really good. He tried really hard. I uh, thought Tui was generally pretty good as well. Uh, yeah, I he's don't, been a good he's
1: been a good pickup for them.
0: Stewart kind of took Harry Taylor's role a bit, and that hurt Taylor. And Taylor never could really fall into the different things they wanted him to do. I just don't think he's a forward no. personally. I think they he need needs to, to go down back. back. And, yeah. and and that that's my opinion, but they persisted in playing him forward and you know he's just not confident. He just doesn't he just doesn't seem to have it. He's got that terrible st- stabbing kicking style that he just looks so unorthodox and it it just hasn't worked. I I know at times there's been games he's been really good, but it's been a handful of games. We're not... It's not ongoing. And ultimately
1: Geelong need to forget about this support role for Hawkins. Yeah. Because you can, well, AFL has proven over the last few years that one key forward plus some good small medium size um, around them works really well. So I think that's where Geelong need to go. But having two key um, pillars in defence is always useful so having yeah. Stewart and Taylor back there I think will be uh, a great option then you've got um, Tui and who was injured for most of the year that they got from Carlton as well and that's like oh a- Lockie Henderson, Lachie Henderson. Yeah. I mean you've got
0: those four they're four very Experience and high caliber yeah, backs and that hurt get, them obviously too. Him being out for ages, yeah. Harry Taylor was out for a fair bit of time as well. Uh, yeah, I think they had a they had a so
1: they get a bit more continuity than I think. I they're going to the be bats, a middle of the wrong team again though. Yeah, I don't uh, see the, the back line's not their problem. it's, no. their, it's their attack and and getting the midfield structures right. So yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be another year of um, learning for John. Though yeah. I can't. I think again, there's just so many teams that are going to be competitive next year. That this is probably one of those teams that we'll see a bit of a dip from.
0: They need to improve their draft position for me as well. I actually think they need to rebuild because I don't see this team winning a flag. I, I think they. It's hard because you've got Dangerfield over on on very big money. He's not young. Like that's the thing. Like no. he's got a you know he what is he back end of his twenties. So I think ultimately, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually think a, a, a not a, a rebuild. The rebuild is such a you know. Uh, controversial word, and I guess. Yeah, exactly. But I think they need to, you know, adjust a couple of things. Ultimately, be smart. yeah, because I, 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 where's the quality youth? Who, who, like, and, and trade out. And maybe, most of them, they've traded all
1: out. And maybe trade out of Selwood to get a young gun. Like maybe that's something I they need know, to do. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be ruthless at some point if you think you're bought somebody like Dangerfield to get a premiership. Yeah. And he's probably got five really good years left in him. Yeah, probably. maybe more because he's a bit of a freak. But no, ultimately, if they want to flag, but if they
0: want to flag in that time, mate, they're going to have to pay for it. Hurry
1: and do it quick. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing.
0: So that's that's Geelong. I mean, we could go a lot further with Geelong. They're a really interesting uh, subject, Geelong, because they have this really kind of top-heavy mid. They've got a bunch of very quality players in the centre and then they've got a couple of other bits of quality scattered. Scattered, yeah. But it's it's it's, it's, it's a thin after that. Exactly, yeah. I mean it's it's sort of like if you look A lot of at unknown. A lot of unknowns and a lot of unprovens. And yeah, I mean yes they've done very, very well to pick out players like Tim Kelly who, you know, fell way below into the draft and they've done really well. I mean, Stephen Wells is a joke. Like he's he's one of the best in the business in terms yeah. of how well he's been able to, you know, bring quality into this group. But not as confident in it. So we'll, we'll better keep moving. But yeah, send through any questions on the Facebook uh, live channel now. Um, anything you want to chat about, whether it's Geelong or whatever it is, and we can chat about it at the end. Uh, and if you've got any other questions, we can answer them next week yeah, as well. Absolutely. So let's shoot through into the Suns. So the Gold Coast Suns, what a terrible year. So Gold Coast finished 17th. They won 4 and 18. They went for the year with 59.9%. Terrible.
1: Yeah, terrible. I mean, none of us would have had high expectations about this club, but I don't think they were going to be this low either, especially after they won a couple of games early on in the season and everything. Oh, hang on. Maybe we've underestimated them.
0: And no. No, no. I, uh, so we no. both had Geelong around they're the like middle. They're
1: like a Fogginini of uh, no, AFL, no, right? no, he's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: ultimately, yeah, look, I think a horrendous year, there's no, no doubt about it. The, the fact that they're, yes, you do have to notate that the Com games kept them away from their home for a long time and that wasn't ideal. Is their home a fortress... No, that would it have made much of a difference. Barely a bunker. Maybe it's a bunker. Uh, I, I don't see much coming out of that. No. Yes, like, I mean, no, the most embarrassing thing out of it and the elephant in the room is two captains gone. The two so, players
1: that everyone knows. And the only ones we know. No. So
0: there's three captains in two years, which is one of the worst stats you can think of, uh, have left the club. So it's, it's pretty disgusting and... It's another rebuild with 200 million in the drain, and you know, nearly a decade, decade down the track. the track. So, real, real waste of time, yeah, uh, effort and money. It's all basically blown up. Blown up,
1: and for me personally, <coughs> I yeah, you can say that there's issues within the club and the playing list and stuff like that. But ultimately, the onus comes back to the AFL. It, if you've ever been to Metricon, you know that it's actually out of the way it might as well be on
0: one of the islands yeah I didn't realise it was that far away you were telling me this the other day yeah
1: It's, it's not in the heartland of the city of the Gold Coast it's it's off near the freeway, near the coast. So wow. it's so you can't basically basically to walk there is oh, I didn't a mission, know it was that far, right? and you're not going to do it because um, you're in the Gold Coast, so you're probably drunk
0: um, <laughs> oh, or, uh, or at yeah, the gym. Yeah, at the gym. Yeah, so it's just, suited, yeah, it's just not
1: suited. It's just not suited to sport as a as a um, no, it's a dump place. Yeah. So all the other grounds <laughs> are within public transport, easy access, walking access, <laughs> driving access. It just it's. Just been thought and planned just badly from the get go. (coughs) Ava went, and I reckon they were a bit arrogant to go, Not every other sport in the country have tried and they've failed. We can do it. But they did fail. This is the thing, because the Brisbane Lions, when they were the Bears, originally started at Carrara, which is Metricon, and it failed. They had to actually move to Brisbane properly, Mm. um, which took a long time, and they actually had to take a Victorian club up there. It was a mistake. Yeah, so there's lots, lots of levels of complexity about getting this club right if it ever's going to happen, and um, so dumb. it's a it's
0: a graveyard. Look, it's yeah, I, I, yeah it's con- very concerning that we're this far in and it hasn't worked at all, like no. not even in the slightest. The ablet um, experiment, whatever you want to call it, completely failed. Um, cost a bomb cost a bomb getting Carmichael Hunt up there was a joke it just introduced all the, all the kids to rack uh, that didn't work um, and then they had to trade all those players out because they were whole rack units <laughs> and then so he basically poisoned the club from the inside both in the in the pocket but then also right in the heart mm, of and the club mentally mentally everything so everything. All, the whole thing basically fell apart and then they were relu- like I mean you heard um Tom Lynch speak when he was um, doing a press conference for Richmond, and they said, oh, "Are you looking to get into the leadership group at Richmond?" And you know, obviously being a former captain, do you want to really, you know, look for that and you know maybe aim post and all that sort of stuff? And he was just like, "I, I just want to play football," yeah. and it completely summarised it. Like he was obviously forced into the so captaincy a, because I, who the hell wants to be captain of the Gold Coast? Probably aren't? wants to know what a win's like. Probably just wants to memorise the uh, the theme song. Well, that's it. He didn't play in the Sydney game. He was injured. That was basically the only excitement yeah. of the year. So. Yeah, I mean they shouldn't they look, them and Carlton really shouldn't have won a game all year. There's very few teams that that, that, that should have happened to. It. That that was when the alarm bells rang with Sydney that hang on a second, like cuz that was late in the season that they lost to the to the Gold Coast. That that was yeah, that was when it was like okay, the wheels are about Justice. to fall off at Sydney. So yeah, so I, look, terrible scenario. I mean where are we at? Like how do you look at this season? Like they they
1: there's only an upside for them in theory but ultimately they've lost their two best players and have brought in some decent players who haven't had a lot of exposure at the clubs they're at so maybe all the pressure's off and they sneak a couple more games I can't see them
0: being anywhere above bottom four no I think they're back to bottom four again I, I tip them for bottom four this year and I think it's yeah. going to be the same again next year there's too many teams that are going to beat down on them but yeah, it was it was, a, it was a season to forget, to say the least. And yeah. I think they handled a lot of things very poorly as well. I think they handled the Tom Lynch situation pretty poorly. I think they handled a lot of it, just a lot of it all year fairly poorly. I just think yeah. the, the club needs a lot of help. And Absolutely. I, and do we want to give that?
1: Well, yeah. In, in a lot of regards, it's very it was very expensive. I still think the coach needs to set the example. And I'm sorry. And stop you, eating. You, yeah, you cannot. Mate, no, I don't know you, but Stu. Jim, I don't think he's you, watching, but yeah, you need to <laughs> let physically set the example it of is? training right, and yeah. because I'm sorry if you're the coach trying to tell these professional athletes how to do their job, it's like going to a personal trainer who's obese. <laughs> like we, so nobody's going to trust you,
0: no, because you're not setting the <laughs> example. So this podcast is very much most of it. I mean, we're not abusive, but the no. podcast is very no filter because we don't work for the AFL kind of ties, there's TV no consequences anything? to things that are said like a lot of podcasts like obviously they've got jobs either with the AFL or they have to get a media pass or whatever like there's yeah. no consequence and we've said a bunch of things around this in the year where how, how is that not a legitimate concern it has to be he's massive and he wasn't it's not like he was always like that like he's a massive unit that looks like he eats at Hungry Jack's every <laughs> single day he's a massive massive man yeah the hamburger is an AFL coach. Like, it, no. it's it's a concern. And, I, like, there was that photo, I put it on our Instagram a while ago, of Tom Lynch talking to Stewie Jew, and Tom Lynch is, like, ripped to the nines, and there's this guy that, that literally looks like a ball, yeah. just yeah. trying to tell him to do do this and that. And it's you, like, you look at are you serious? You look at the past captains,
1: I think of coaches of premierships, or even the last, the two years, yeah. this year's um, coaches, they both look like they could play AFL. Like, yeah. Yeah. Simo and um, Bucks, they look fit as fiddle. Um,
0: someone, someone had, someone said on Triple M, I remember. I think it was Triple M or SEN. Someone actually said on air that a big reason he hadn't got a couple of other jobs was because of his physique. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that that that's actually literally the case, but. Anyway, so that, look, that it is what it is. But, I yeah, look, very, very big concern to see the man going forward. It's really poison chalice. It's funny because a lot of coaching loss he didn't seem to want. And then the Gold Coast one came along he was like, all right, maybe i take it. It's good cash. Must be amazing cash. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. He's probably not on more, much more than 500. We wouldn't put him on much more than that. He's in a completely untried, un-
1: Hardest job in the world, though. It's a terrible job. But a lot yeah. of travel,
0: you've got to go to the... Gold Coast, you got to do a whole you've got to heap of stuff. See, that shrink. Even even you your home, you don't want to be there. So, these yeah. yeah, poor kids have to go to the Gold Coast too. Has he got children? I don't know. He's Is he married? Doesn't matter? Who knows? Well, it doesn't have to be. But, mad but, to look, have yeah, children, but yeah. I mean, ultimately, the anyway. best I mean, the thing for <coughs> if you're a
1: Gold Coast supporter or even a Gold Coast player, if you There's win no four, supporters. if you win four goals, uh, four goals. If you win, we <laughs> kick four goals. That'd, be, probably, that'd you, be that'd be a good start. Tick ding. But if you win four games or more for the year. It's a win next they year. They just did that this year, though. They but surely yeah, have to win more. No, because they've lost their two captains, so the expectation's got to be lower. That's
0: the thing. Like, that's a good point, actually. I mean, Lynch barely played this year, so you can pretty much count him out. Yeah. But, but May was pretty good through games this year. How, and he's like one of their better defenders. What's going to happen next year?
1: Yeah, so four wins. Five wins this
0: year. That, I could see them being the win, Carlton of next last. year. Like, the Car- this year's Carlton... Possibly. I, I could see that happening. Oh. They look horrendous. Well, who plays there? Who knows? And then... and then I don't know. Well, uh, Murdoch, I think, went there, didn't he? A couple of guys from your <laughs> club. Oh. Yeah, we traded some duds up there. Yeah. No, but I don't... Yeah, I, I can't... Yeah, it's it's a massive... I know we keep banging around it, but it is a massive concern. This is, this is a they, money they, pick. They, they, yeah,
1: and they're going to be the, the beat-up. They're going to be the team that everyone goes oh we need a percentage boost absolutely
0: and because we're running out of things to talk about I'll we'll mention this in this section now they're the Cleveland Cavaliers well, post, yeah. post um, LBJ yeah. 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 I mean look the, the other thing I would say too is can someone explain this to me so the, the Gold Coast apparently is, is a big thing amongst i actually don't really know but this is i'm pretty certain this is the case is amongst people from southeast asia china like love going to the gold coast right apparently this is a massive thing there's a big part of their tourism dollars is that apparently there's a lot of money spent for, by tourism australia over there around the gold coast right so this is a big thing hmm. the idea the afl had was why don't we put the gold coast in the china game apparently a big reason why they actually went there was for the gold coast so that they could you know show off this team and and get some support over there, and wow. maybe kind of you know gather a bit of attention. All this, sort of I know. Koshi said it was his idea with Port, but whoever brought the idea up, it doesn't I'm, I'm Koshy said it's probably not true. So whatever, let's say that Gold Coast came up with it. Either way, they've just been taken off it. So it's actually going to be Port and St Kilda next year in the Gold Coast in the uh, Xinhuan, uh Stadium, the famous AFL uh, Stadium. So my point is, they've burnt so much money. Why at this point? I know the Gold Coast are embarrassing to watch, and you know it's it's not ideal. No. But is St Kilda really a great replacement? Is well, it going to be much better footy? And and on top of it, when when there's sub- supposedly this major tourist connection, why would you not at least let it play out for another? Three or four years to, to, to see how it plays out.
1: Or at least. Or move them
0: to China, as Matt Jones has just mentioned yeah. there on Facebook. Or at least have Brisbane. We'll uh, have the Brisbane
1: teams. as the team that goes over there. The Jingwan
0: Suns. Because St. Kilda, hmm. Yeah, that sounds okay, actually. The Could Jingwan be. Smog. There's a lot of smog. The to Smog? It. A lot of. lot of uh, Anyway, so let, look, this is. We're getting distracted. but... Yeah, like, it's the gold case. Like, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's concerning. It's massively concerning.
1: Move them. Um, out of the Gold Coast. anywhere
0: they're probably better off in Griffin. In Griffith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple... couple the mob. Or Wagga. Like the man, mob, look the at mob. all the footballers that come out of Wagga. The mob can get a team to back for. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about as well Michael Riscatelli
1: is still playing for them.
0: Can I also... We have to talk about this. So, actually, we'll talk about yeah. that. There's a good one. There's something to talk about. So, Michael Riscatelli joined the Low. So, they have a, um, a memorandum thing, basically, like the Oscars of dead people, but... Not dead people, it's people that have retired through... through um, the season. The, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, you know, farewell, old mate, basically. Yeah. And they put up, Channel 7 put up on the broadcast, if you've missed this, Michael Riscatelli uh, no, no longer... And he was still City on the list.
1: I've like, retired. Yeah, so he
0: tweeted them, uh, tweeted them during the. Fo- yeah. the um, so you got D list. Telecast yeah, and said, Excuse me. Or something. I still yeah. still play for the club, so it's fairly awkward. But can we also talk about Jared Lyons? He was a man that every time you and I sat through and reviewed every. Oh, this is a guy I never knew. Every week yeah. you'd be like, who? who? I, I actually like him. So Jared Lyons is a decent Very player. Decent player, yeah. Can play. Went pretty low in the 2010 draft, but he can play. Got picked up by Brisbane. Gold Coast came out and said, we weren't sure that Jared Lyons would be in our best 22 and we weren't sure that he would get an opportunity in the midfield. Yeah. In every... <laughs> in, in pretty much... Oh, ridiculous. So I saw someone posted on Twitter a little while ago. I can't remember who it was to credit them, but I can't remember the numbers either. It was basically, every major uh, category for a midfielder. Five. No, no, no. Worse. Like, what, top one or two. Like, he was one out of like three quarters of them. Wow. Like, it was Im- unbelievable. It's like, so they're basically what's now their best player. <laughs> See, See ya. Because <laughs> you go beat our be 22. What is going on? Yeah, that's it, it insane. Is, it is psycho. Like, it, this, this is so expensive, this exercise. And the AFL is so arrogant, they'll never admit that, oh, hang on, we stuffed up. Mm. I know what you were saying before, and you're right. They did in the past, but are they really going to do that now? I don't know. I, no, unless, unless they're waiting for maybe the, maybe they're waiting to cook the
1: Saints and make the Saints go to the Gold Coast like they <laughs> did with Fitzroy to Brisbane. I don't
0: know. Be careful if you're a Saints supporter. <laughs> that'd be uproar. Well, there'd be a few people getting rigged. No, there, there would be a lot of people that were getting it. They can't be any really of the old big clubs now. I don't reckon. No, they Gold Coast. It would have to be coming. The closest thing was North yeah. Melbourne to go to Gold Coast, which was a legitimate yeah. thing, and, and yeah. that, the money was on the table, and they turned it down. And good on them for. And they have, that and, right. they've, and they've
1: been able to be fix their back end. So yeah, something's yeah, yeah. got to happen with this club, otherwise, five years and. The AFL will be forced to do something
0: every week. Lyons was pretty much the best player, so I just yep. wanted to talk about that because we haven't spoken about it before. He was legitimately their be- like their best player, in and bit, I must admit, I finally figured out who he was and kept an eye on him for. The it, was half the it was an ongoing job that every time you didn't know who he was. So, let, I didn't watch the club at all. Uh, no, so let, let, we hack on you. Uh, Nick, let's keep moving into the Some brighter news, slightly brighter. Yeah, not not amazing, but a bit better, a bit something more to talk about. So into the Giants. So. The other expansion club, who you know, obviously had a lot of, lot of picks, a lot of um, help, and didn't squander had their the help had, had the ability repeatedly. of watching the
1: nightmare on fire and went, we're not doing that.
0: No, that's the thing. They came in the following year and they thought maybe instead of a bonfire, we actually kind of, you know.
1: We'll just stoke it. We'll just put some uh, kindling. kindling on there first, yeah. and then uh, and then, then we'll start putting some big wood yeah. on there yeah. later on. Yeah. yeah,
0: but they actually they they let and they went nuts. <laughs> threw some gasoline on there and it blew up. I'm not sure it's that. It did blow up to some degree. So well, let, well yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute in future JWS, but this is kind of a bit more about yeah. looking back. This year, yeah. Look, mm-hmm. this year, so Giants finished seventh, um, in and around similar positions to the way they were last year. Uh, they didn't make. They didn't lose another prelim, so at least there's that. Um, they lost an elimination. Elimination. Yes. So, uh, so 13, uh, 8 and one. So part of the only draw with St Kilda, which was a horrific game to watch. Uh, I'm having flashbacks to that game. But yeah, third So yeah, thirteen, uh, not ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that draw, if Saints had won that um, comfortably, Geelong, jumped them. So
1: yeah, ultimately, again, like when we were looking at Geelong the expectation of where everyone thought the Giants were going to be mm. and where they finished, fail for the year. Yeah, no doubt about and they, it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, yes, they had a huge injury list and obviously some uh, untimely uh, errors by players that saw them out for weeks on end and that type of stuff. So it didn't pan out No, as an ideal season, but that's the... Thing about professional sport. They should know when to go and when to hold back. So you can't really put that onus on the club. That's no, yeah. the fact that these players aren't uh, dealing with their emotions on the field properly and smacking people in the back of their head.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to discuss, so we'll break it down. But, I mean, ultimately, overall... GWS, without a doubt, a disappointing season. There's no way you yeah, can another look Another season it. gone by where they don't have a flag. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, so here's the thing. I mean, twenty, it cl- the clear, obvious thing now, given what's happened post the trade period, I know we, we will talk about the past, but there's something sort of overall with GWS. They were clearly planning for 2017-2018 to very much be their window because they were stacked in the cap, yep. stacked in the cap, and they had people... That were on hectic money that they never should have been. Like, how was Rory Lobb on that much money? Like, there was and just eight hundred or something. Something unbelievable. Like, there was a bunch of players that were just on psycho amounts of money just to keep it all together. But long story short, with them, I mean, they just were so stacked. And then now, it's they've, they've had to basically release. And all you hear is that Kelly's coming home as well next year.
1: If they lose him, then that's tough. Like, oh, it would be a really pretty much full rebuild. Yeah. Pretty
0: much. I mean, it starts to get towards that territory. They've got no real proven ruck. Um. The other thing we need to talk about in terms of overall GWS and, and season 2018, injuries. So something that really got overlooked this year, all the talk, all year was, you know, Adelaide, Adelaide injuries, injuries, Collingwood, fair enough. And fair enough, both teams had a lot of injuries. GWS had a lot of injuries, but so many of them, at like was engine room, basically. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it got to the point where it was like, "What is going on with the back of house here?" Like, it was to the point where it was like, "There has to be this. Can't be coincidence. Like, there's got to be some level of conditioning that's been done poorly or overtraining or, or well, bad strategies or whatever it is. Something has happened here because yeah. how many how many players they missed? Right well, you year? and I, before we started this podcast, obviously,
1: reason for doing this podcast is we talked about football a lot, and I and I, so you and I discussed it. It's all good and well having all these elite players at a young age. Yeah. But when, and anyone who knows um, sports physiology and stuff like that, when you're a growing body and you're pushed training-wise, but then you've got to replicate that on the field, yeah. as a whole team, there's bound to be massive injuries because you're compounding the training load with the playing load. It's different when there's a team that only has maybe three or four and there's all these senior players, uh, like established clubs. This was a club that literally was built around yeah. 18 to 21 year olds doing massive training load, then playing 20 to 24 games a year, back week in, week out. That just is bound to have lots of injury uh, concerns. And that's why there's lots of soft tissue. They're not knee recos or shot. There was hamstrings and calves and quite it was all muscle and soft tissue injuries that kept reoccurring 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 and they're going to have to manage that better and clubs will start to realise they can't just offload 10 players and expect to get 10 young players and do the same thing because they'll get injury prone
0: yeah and i think look take it to the bank scully the scully camp Feel that GWS handled his injury poorly. You can, oh, you, would you think can. So. Yeah, no, I, I would say that's a yeah. fact. So I, I, I can confidently say that that that, yeah. that that they feel that that's the case. That's a big reason why yeah. the tra- that trade thing up and that happened. I can, I tell you, that's a
1: yeah. fact. And they, and even with our senior players, I reckon they rushed um, Griffin
0: back yeah. and, and Deledio twice back early. But also, again, disciplinary but, problems. Like you look at, uh, like you know, they've just mm. lost, you know one of the patent to injury like one of their major forwards you you know you'd think that you know cameron's going to hold it together and then he goes and belts him That's him. someone yeah like that that's not a collision he intentionally went out there to hit andrews there i, I look ultimately yeah it is what it is but they, they they've got to get the on-field behavior a lot better again multiple ups from people like toby green as well that sort of stuff continued did they miss Stevie J? Not really. I mean, he was pretty old towards the end anyway. I don't think he would have been able to contribute too much more. Maybe. Don't think so. Not I mean, really.
1: No. I mean, They need, they need to coach. blood some
0: more people. And, and, and at times, Green looked like he was going to, you know, light the game up, you know, Dugowie type style. Yeah. But it, he just never really got that run on. So um, and, and it was just poor, poor. And now he's injured for a longer period of yeah. time. So, yeah, so if you know haven't heard that today. next year, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get into that now. That's, um, that's good to bring that up now. So surgery uh, to delay Star forwards season. So it sounds like there's significantly worse injury. So Toby Green, I, I reckon you might see him before the buy just if that.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be super cautious yeah. after what
0: they've experienced. This year. They'll say it's round two or three or something, but no, that's not going to happen.
1: No, that's best case scenario, it's uh, unusual, barring unlikely, any, Unlikely, yeah. Knowing the type of injury. Well, they didn't know what it was to begin with because it was misdiagnosed, yeah. according to them. And so you would expect then that they're just saying this is what could happen. But ultimately, they he's too good of a player and too, it really means too much for their structure for, for
0: him to rush him back in. Yeah, I think they were really trying to get him back for finals and they rushed yep. it and it didn't work. Didn't That's work, ultimately yeah. the thing. And I think he kept trying to say, it's not going to work. And they were like, we have to make it work. And it was like, mm, sorry. Sorry. I, I can't make you that, Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and like, the fact that they still there's no real word on Patton
1: uh, as well. He yeah, might well, be a late start as well. I can well. tell you
0: as well, pretty much guaranteed as well, that Patton also was talking to other clubs this year. Oh, of course. So I... I, I
1: if the club had to come out, we to, said it a couple yeah. of times. If the, yeah. if the club had has put a, an offer
0: on the table to GWS this trade period, I'm confident it would have happened. Happens. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think there's a few doubts on him both um, mentally but also physically. But anyway, that's another story. Sorry. So we didn't really do this with Gold Coast because how can you? But in terms of breaking down, you know, offense, defense, and sort oh, well, of. Well, I didn't know, have any of, of that. That well, was, was all. Just, yeah. It was little league. Junk. Yeah. Um, But in terms of of overall stuff, so yeah, we talked a bit about their center. Obviously, they were missing massive pieces throughout the year. They missed Kelly for ages, obviously Scully for ages too, and that massively hurt their run. But the other thing we have to say is how good is Caniggia? Like Coniglio is such a player. Yeah, yeah Whitfield so really soon. became. Well, he had his breakout year, but yeah. Caniggia stepped up in the absence of um, Scully of and start. Kelly. Definitely, yeah. he, he's a potential Brownlow medalist. I I had him uh, second on my on my um, pre season. That's he, right, he, yeah. he was. He was. I had. Yes, I had Bont at third, Caniggia at two, and Mitchell at one. I, I thought I thought Caniggia was a big chance. He's he's a seriously good player, and I think. If they can keep him there and try to build around him because he's still fairly young, I think that I think there's still some future there. I, I yep. think Kelly will go, and I think Kelly's going to go to North next year.
1: It's still the biggest tick in uh, the Giants' makeup is their midfield and depth of. They, they never failed in the midfield really. No, yeah. They they were stretched because most of their resources in the midfield were the the injured parties. Yeah, but after that, I think very strong, and they were able to continue blood uh, some of the peripheral players coming through which again that's adding to their depth yeah. obviously in hindsight they've lost some key pillars but it's so deep that midfield that it oh. keeps going and going and going it's still pretty good yeah, yeah. I mean even obviously with those and their top now, tiers, and if
0: they've got their top tier there it's still in the top five midfields in the comp yeah no Scully's going to hurt ongoing I know they missed him for a lot of the year but they struggled without him so that's yeah. a concern they're going to have to rebuild their game plan a fair bit of without course. him it's not so much rebuilding the team with them; it's more rebuilding the game plan for me. I think the I think the coaches are about as much under pressure as anyone within that that club. Um, forward line, yeah. I mean, Cameron obviously so stupid what he did. They really needed him in that bulk of the season. And ironically, looking back, had they had him and they went another couple of games, yeah. they're they're towards top four. Well, that's like just idiotic. That's where it broke down. Patton injury, Cameron stupidity. Yeah. Green a bit of both, and that's the thing. All th- if they've got all three up and firing, that's basically yeah, exactly. And all, they've got all three there. That's that's their basically their main, they're literally yep. their main pillars of their forward line. Yeah. So that 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 was the, they did pretty good to kind of get through the year with so much of this idiocy going on. I think defensively, very if, sound. I think they're good. I really like Himmelberg. I really like a Ranger there yep. back line. They're very un- a lot of very underrated players. I I, I think I actually thought they should have gone after may i actually think may i don't know whether he wanted to come back to i only kept saying melbourne melbourne but i actually think that would have been fascinating to see whether he, if he had come in there just as another kind of like just stop up just to sort of help. The bleeding a little bit here and there. He's, he's quite, he's a good sort of swing back as well. Like, he's got decent run. Like, oh, I think that would have been really good. Maybe they'd still they don't. No, like they have no money in the cap. They had to, like, literally yeah. throw money out. Obviously, Shield are going to miss massively too, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah.
1: Um, I was going to say, there's still a lot of uh, onus on, I can't believe I've forgotten his name as well, oh, co-captain. Um, I've got Callum Warden. Who's the other co-captain there in the back line?
0: Oh, um, uh, from Adelaide. Um. Yeah, him. Him, yeah. the guy that oh, basically the only person who knows how to stop. You Buddy. know who we're talking about? Yeah, you oh, know who we're talking about. Phil Davis. Phil Davis. Yeah. So Sorry.
1: yeah, he's obviously starting to get into the back end of his twenties. So yeah, to have, yeah, good a, to have a, someone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Had a good year. Star, actually, Absolutely. true He goes. He goes about his business and doesn't get the accolades that he deserves. But that's fine. He probably doesn't give a shit. He's from Adelaide. Um, but <laughs> to have someone. But have. Well, they're pretty low-key people in Adelaide. Um, just snipering. No, 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 no. <laughs> is, they, is they like the line? Like they moved to Victoria? Uh, <laughs> you no,
0: know, but having someone like Stephen May would have definitely helped. him Oh, out. I think that would have been a nice assist. But anyway, yeah. look, they've they've still got a decent back line. But Shield, we've got to get into as well. So Shield's gone, and you know, looking back, with, you know, this exercise is about looking back on it. But geez. You know he was pretty good for them all year. Like that's a massive out. Like, yeah, That's missing, worse missing, than Scully. I yeah, reckon. him
1: and him and Scully out. Especially if Scully comes back to even eighty percent of what it was. They're their two number one and two gut runners, um, and probably their two it's a best. Concern. But um, reverse runners as well. Like they'll go into defense and double back to four. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of outside speed and run and carry out of that size. So I agree with what you just said that it's not so much the no. personnel, it's more the the, the style of um, play that they have to bring to the game next yeah. year if they want to stay competitive. Yeah. Because their so personnel is, I mean, it's the top
0: picks for the last five years, essentially. What do you think about GWS's game plan? Do you think it's sound or do you think it needs some improvement? Oh, look, with the personnel change,
1: absolutely needs some tweaking done to it. Uh, no lob as well and potentially a uh, mummy, who knows, but he's surely he's not going to be the player I that can't was believe this three years continuing.
0: ago. I can't believe this is a thing. So
1: yeah. So not only, only are they going to have to readjust who their number one ruck is, um, they don't know how the forward line's going to structure because they're not going to have Patton or Green. The only consistent thing is their back line, so they're going to have to build on the back of defence, I would think, and that's fine because they've got a midfield that... Is very flexible. It's just how do they translate that into goals? Because they've got no one up forward to, yeah. to finish off the job, hard work. So yeah, he, yeah, they need to they need to work on having, like Collingwood and Richmond, having a midfield that can kick six to ten
0: goals a game. Yeah, no lob's going to hurt them as That's much it. as Lob, lob's not the player that I think they think he is. But no. regardless, I still think they're going to miss him. So, looking back on the three clubs that we've spoken about tonight, so, a few um, people wanted us to chat about this. We kind of forgot a couple of them, but the short of it is, so, we went through first into Geelong. So, I had the Cats. I had the Cats. Wow, I had the Cats at two. Wow. We this, that was a poor. I can't believe I did that. So, I had the Cats at two, which, obviously, they were nowhere near, um, and then you... I had them at four. You had them at fourth. So, yeah. we both heavily rated the yeah, Cats. Bringing an Abolant would have together. just brought them back up. Well, he's not the player no. that, that, yeah, I think that, it that's wasn't that's the same, yeah, he's not his dad. But I also didn't, we didn't know they were gonna, Henderson would be out, we didn't know Taylor would be out, we didn't know their back yeah. line would be so depleted. Didn't, and we thought Mental would actually be good for the whole year. Well, exactly, yeah, that's the thing. Like. So the offence completely fell apart. And then in terms of Gold Coast, so I had Gold Coast last. I had them at 18th. Jeez, yeah, pretty close. I think I've had them pretty... Uh, you had essay, them at 18th yeah. as well, yeah. So we both had them at 18th. And then. And they
1: surprised us, they didn't finish like that.
0: <laughs> I had GWS at one. Yeah, So you, I had them. I had them, right I had them a the little bit lower. Get them at three. Yeah. So, so both missed on them, <coughs> all them. pretty well. Well, yeah. Gold Coast we got right, but no. that was pretty That was pretty easy, yeah. It's, it's a fun exercise to do it. Obviously, like, well, you know, this podcast is always, you know, far more about reality, but it is fun to kind of at least do those sort of predictions and then kind of see. It's good to up. benchmark where your your opinions are at and what happened. I thought in the year. Geelong. I thought I thought they looked okay, and I thought if they can add add Ablett in there and they can get Scott Selwood right throughout the year and all those other pieces, that's but none thing, of yeah. it happened. No, yeah, Henderson Selwood. Yeah, there was lots of things that didn't go right
1: for Geelong. That's not excuses. That's football. It's a reality but, though. Like yeah. and now we're learning. But that I don't even think they would have been top four had those players been right. They, their, their structure
0: and their game plan didn't look like it was. Now that we've seen games. another year, exactly, I'm not that confident anymore yeah. at all. And, and you know, now we also learn... We haven't that said that for a long time. No, long, you I. long, very long time. I mean, now we're also learning that Tim Kelly wanted it out too. So imagine mm-hmm. how that affected things. So, anyway, we better keep going. Thank you so much so for much. watching yeah. and listening. Uh, that's the three teams for tonight. So, we'll, we'll be back next Wednesday at 7.30, So, we'll do the next three. So, we're going to have the Hawks, Melbourne, and North. So, so that'll a be a really interesting, interesting discussion.
1: conversation. Yeah.
0: That's it. So, lots to discuss out of those three teams. Massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home. So Massive we, props to Mr. Otto, Ed as well. Be here tonight. Thank you very much our to producer. Ed. Old mate sitting in the corner, being around on his computers, making us look a lot better than we are. I've got a documentary about the Sharon coming out tomorrow at noon on Beyond the Game TV. So we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I actually meant to ask you about that. So Airhead has—he's um, doing a documentary about a Sharon, not a, 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 like a literal Sharon, like having a, like a life, like a tennis ball, that like student film, or or it, it's about Sharon in general, the company.
1: It's the, it starts about the grand final sharing, how they produce the actual right. ball and then it moves into the history. Okay, so the... there's, there's, a, there's a video
0: about the sharing coming out tomorrow, so definitely check that out on Beyond the Game TV. That'll be uh, pretty interesting. I haven't seen it, so I'll be, I'll be looking for it as well. No, I
1: didn't realise they actually made a football specifically just for the grand final. I just thought, I there's did a sharing and yeah. they put a stamp on it and then, here you go. So if you didn't That's hear Ed,
0: ball. Ed's not mic'd up, if you didn't hear him in the background. So yeah, it's it's about how the they do a special ball for the grand final. And then it, it, and then we it learn more. back to the more history, history around the Sharon. Who is Sharon? What's a Sharon? Where's it made? What's it made of? Kangaroo leather. Kangaroos, playing with football, stuff like While that. While I'm making this stuff up. No, like we don't know. Wait. We'll have to see it. But um, anyway, thanks so much for listening, watching, and reading, questioning. Um, See? And
1: it's almost AFL season? No, not it's really. Not. It's <laughs> ages
0: away. It's like 100 and bloody, what are we, 127 days on the ridiculous. So there's nothing. Yeah, Almost, minutes. yeah, yeah. I'm almost ah, less than 100 days. the corner. Ah, oh, it's two minutes away. All right, thanks guys. Cheers.
1: See you later.